This is Kat Sturtz from RockingYourPath.com with another episode of Fast Action Fridays. My special guest today is Candace Sinai. I hope I said that right. And we are discussing prosperity and abundance. And I was delighted that Candace was the special drawing winner for the custom coaching package with me and a smaller package with my chef Huffy of Ask the Chef. Uh, say hello to everyone, Candace. Hi, everybody. Did I get your name correct? No, oh, actually, it's, I call it Sinai. My family calls it Sinai, but I noticed that anybody from Africa or the Middle East calls it Sinai. Yeah, so I yeah and I did know that. Um, we, have a very, uh, we have a very famous hospital down in the Detroit area called Mount Sinai, and of course, you know, on the Christmas side, the sign. But uh, I don't get all of the names right. But thank you for correcting that. I'll try to remember that. Yep. Now, well, what I'd like you to do is just introduce yourself to everybody. For um, Tell us a little bit about your passions and what you are working on. Sure. Yeah. Well, my name is Candace Sinai, like Kat said. And, oh, gosh. My, I think my passion is life and exploring what life is. Um, I had a, a very large healing practice for about 20 years and without knowing it had a virus that really took over my body and, and knocked me out. So I had to close my business seven years ago in order to learn how to rest and how to heal and how to really honor my body's wisdom, which I thought I understood what that was and was what I taught others to do, but um, life had a much bigger teaching for me, so um, that's been my my powerful journey, and that was, at first, you know, well, still, at times, hard to give up, but it brought something new a whole different way, so really grateful for that. Well, it's uh, very inspiring to hear you talk about that whole challenging uh, time in your life that uh, as, as a challenge, something to explore the more about yourself and what your body was telling you and what there was to learn about the situation rather than just going into depression or anger mode or oh, so many other things that can really bring people down. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, my husband had his own major medical uh, journey, uh, which he's come out a lot of mm-hmm. uh, now, but he spent uh, a little over four and a half years in a hospital bed in our living room, and I had left full-time employment to work on my own, but also to, because somebody needed to be here with him full-time. Uh, and even then, we still had home health, uh, home nursing help three times a week. But he's up and about and doing much better now. Now, how does what happened to you and the fact that you uh, made the decision to uh, shut down your business for a while and the prosperity scavenger hunt that I hosted, how does that all work together with 
what you found and what you shared about the journey and the scavenger hunt for prosperity and abundance that you took? Yes, yeah, that's a really great question. Um, well, you know, I have to say that when I listened to your prosperity hunt, that was the first call that I ever attended of yours. And when you were talking, um, what really captured my attention was you were talking about how experiences like when your husband was ill and you mentioned another one of leaving your first husband, how these things can pull us into feelings of being less than abundant. And that really struck home for me because I I didn't want to admit it, (laughs) but I had to really um, look at how this sense and feeling of lack was seeping in and starting to color my own experience of life. And the idea of looking for the prosperity that's already here, when you said it, it was like I knew that that was very deep medicine. And, you know, for me, it was just an important call, and not just a telephone call. It was like a call to life because it resonated with something so deep inside me. And Oh, that's logical. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was so, you know, those special moments when, yeah, you're just called to action. Well, it's uh, heartening to me and just makes me feel very honored that um, you and several others that were either on the call or who have participated or uh, contacted me afterwards to say, Wow, you know, that was an exciting and informative hunt that I did that uh, I wouldn't have done without being prompted by the Bad Back Friday call. So I really appreciate that. And as you know, and uh, listeners who may not have heard the earlier uh, announcement of the Prosperity Scavenger Hunt, I also did the hunt before I did that day's podcast, and I limited myself to the same 15 minutes to see what I came up with. There are pictures of what I found, and oh, the more I think about it even today, the more I know is hiding in my home that I hadn't been giving proper attention to, and I wasn't being grateful for it, and I had no plans to make use of it. And really, a lot of that abundance becomes abundant when we choose to make use of it. So let's go into a little bit about some of the specific things that you found. And I have to say that your your uh, what you gathered was both beautiful and inspiring and in many ways surprising. <laughs> so give us give us uh, some ideas of what you did to find these things and what they meant to you when you found them. Sure. Thank you. Well, first thing I did was I went, I just started in my bedroom because I thought, well, if I start somewhere close, I'll save more time because I really wanted to, to stay with the 15 minutes that you said. And I cleaned out the whole bottom of a wardrobe. And what I found were this really nice stash of these beautiful handmade journals. The inside paper was handmade with flowers embedded into the paper, and the covering was woven silk. Just so beautiful. 
these journals, and I found a lot. I don't even know how many because I didn't keep them out, but I found several microphones that um, some I bought and a couple were given to me by my brother that I was saving for when I started going back to work again because I imagined I'd do some podcasts and that sort of thing. So they were just tucked away waiting. And then I found really beautiful pearlized envelopes. I mean, probably a hundred of them of different sizes that I also bought with the hope that when I started back to work again, that I would use them to write special thank you notes to people or have something special if people came to a retreat or a seminar. You know, there'd be something inside for everyone that was really, really special. And so there were lots of little things that were just really beautiful, and I was just like I was saving them for some future time when when everything was completely different. And then the most um, striking, I think, for me was my my brother was a, a very good musician, and when he passed away, um, I was left with a lot of his music items, and he had two Fender Telecaster guitars. One is really, really old. Any musician that sees it, his eyes just light up. And I realized that these guitars I could use to actually do seed money to launch an online business. So, and I knew my brother would love that, too, you know, that he'd just be really, really happy um, to see them make benefit for me that way. So, oh, my goodness, you know, I... (laughs) Those are awesome finds. Awesome. Yeah, we don't Um, realize what we have sometimes, and we hide it away. Mm-hmm. Often, like, uh, we hide our good china away or silverware that we've been given that's been passed down through the family. And we don't realize that actually using those items helps preserve them for longer time use, especially in the um, case of china and glassware. It's the process of washing it in getting it exposed to water that infuses um, longevity into it and it becomes less brittle and therefore lasts longer. So, you know, why should we just wait for a special occasion to bring out and use some of these wonderful things? I just love taking my china out and using it. I just feel elegant when I do that. I can easily imagine sitting with a grandmother or a favorite aunt who also used real, you know, dinnerware at every meal, mm-hmm. and um, you know, the paper plates were only for, you know, outdoors or special picnics or something like that. All right, now you will be staying with us for our bonus Q and A segment, and I've got several questions uh, to ask you when we get into that section. But before we do that, let's just take a moment and give everybody your three fast action tips uh, in regards to finding prosperity and feeling abundant in your life that 
uh, were a result of you participating in the Prosperity Scavenger Hunt. Yes, and I can say that these fast action tips really did, my awareness of them really did flow out of doing that exercise. Um, tip number one is to stay open, to really stay open to life and to stay open as you can because I've noticed that there's this remarkable difference in the quality of my life and what shows up in my life based on how open or close I keep myself. And so one of my tips for um, staying open is I have in my calendar, I have a calendar in my computer that makes noises when it's time to do things, so I have a stop and be present break scheduled in my calendar every two hours to remind me to simply stop, take a moment, remember who I am, and bring that to the here and now. So, you know, that helps me be present, and it really helps me reset and orient throughout the day. And since I started doing that, there's a there's really truly a, a difference in life for me. And, you know, also when we're open, it's easier to catch the clues and the messages that life gives us. And I would see those messages, they actually lead us to tip number two, which is to follow the breadcrumbs. And I think tip number two is two tips in one. It's to keep your vision really steady on what you want. You know, just really have your vision before you and then follow the breadcrumbs. And this is really interesting to me because I, I thought that coming to your class about the prosperity hunt um, was a direct result of something my husband Joe and I did. We, we decided about a month ago to focus on abundance. And what we decided to do was spend some time each day focusing and working on money in a really positive way. <coughs> Excuse me. And, like, and building fun and vision into our money lives. Um, because we've really, you know, like if we all recognize how money or the lack of money shapes our lives and how when you, your attention is on something, it brings it into your life. Like when you get a haircut and all of a sudden you look everywhere, <laughs> everybody's got their hair done that way. So we started to make a date out of placing our attention on our finances and how to plan and spend better. And when we started to do that, I began to notice resources on the Internet, like you. And so I followed those breadcrumbs, and they really, you know, some of them led to your call about the prosperity scavenger hunt. And, you know, that opened my eyes, and it opened my heart. And it's um, it's like that <laughs> blossoms the third tip, which... <laughs> I know, it's true, um, it, it, which is to cultivate an attitude of gratitude. And I've really come to believe that abundance and gratitude are like twins or like best friends. Gratitude, you know, it's a, definitely a flow or a stream of a beautiful energy, but it also creates a flowing of the heart. You know, our hearts truly begin to open. And with our hearts open, we just don't seem to need things. We're not that needy. And we tend to recognize more how everything we need is here. Again, like in the prosperity hunt that we did. And 
it generates this energy that it's golden, it's prosperous, it's generous, and this energy just, it's like it, it flows back and forth between us and life and makes things possible that were not possible before. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think the image that comes to me is the, the woof and the warp on a weaver's wheel, and it's like one is the energy, our energy, and and if, if it's really, really positive energy, the other one is the matter, the stuff that life's made out of. They weave together and create a new picture of what life is for us. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, yeah, those are my three tips. Stay open, focus on what you want to follow the breadcrumbs, and truly cultivate an attitude of gratitude. And none of those take more than 15 minutes um, to cultivate, and it's easy to incorporate them into our lives every day. Well, Candace is going to be with us in the bonus Q&A segment. I've got a lot to ask of her and uh, more to share about what she does and her journey uh, participating in the Prosperity Scavenger Hunt. Stay with us for our bonus Q&A. We'll be right back. Are you ready to rock your unique path to success? Remember, you can always apply for a complimentary strategy session with me, Kat Sturtz, at rockingyourpath.com forward slash invite. Do that today and quit going it alone. Well, this is Kat Sturtz from rockingyourpath.com back with our bonus Q&A segment with our special guest, Candice Sinai. From Maryland, Candace was the recent winner in the private coaching package giveaway uh, as part of the uh, Prosperity Scavenger Hunt that I hosted on Fast Action Fridays and also Rocking Your Path um, community group on Facebook. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Candace. She loves serving people and life. A warm-hearted, transformational. Oh, I'm gonna start that one again. Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> Candace loves serving life and people. She's a warm-hearted, transformational speaker, healing catalyst, and life coach who embodies the principles she loves to convey. In her work, she holds a clear, safe, and grounded space for you to discover the healing wisdom of your body and the innate genius that leads you create a life that is a true reflection of your highest purpose. After working more than 20 years as a practitioner and teacher of holistic body work, meditation, and movement, she came face-to-face with her own healing crisis. Eventually, she realized she had to close the door to her business, Body Wisdom, to open a bigger door. Her commitment to discover and bring light to the causes and patterns that led to that healing crisis led her through a seven-year journey where she discovered simple, natural ways to discover the gifts inside our challenges. She now helps others rediscover truth inside themselves and walk their own path with resilience, freedom, and peace of mind. I think that's just wonderful. It's such an encouraging, invigorating, inspiring, uh, positive of what you have done over the years and even what brought you to this point, uh, including talking with me here today on Fast Action Fridays. Uh, thank you again for joining us, Candace. 
Yes, thank you so much, Kat. Well, if you missed the first part, let me do a quick summary of Candace's best action tips in terms of uh, feeling and uh, embracing the prosperity and abundance you have in your life, particularly when you're feeling that you have no money and maybe even when you physically have no cash in the bank uh, or, you know, two pennies to rub together, which unfortunately happens to many, many people. I've been there. My husband's been there. He's been through bankruptcy. Um, and when you've gone through some serious major medical crises uh, in your family, it's easy to wipe out whatever modest uh, nest egg you may have built for yourself. And I know that's something my husband and I are continuing to work past. Uh, and I love the tips that you gave us, uh, Candace, which were tip one, to stay open, uh, mind and body and spirit-wise, to stay open, uh, as open as you can. Tip two, to focus on what you want and follow the breadcrumbs and see where they lead you, which in your case, Candace, you said, part of following your breadcrumbs was to... Uh, find the Fast Action Friday group and to come to the first uh, podcast and you did that live and to partake in the Prosperity Scavenger Hunt which I think is just wonderful I love when things come in a circle because life is a spiral it's a series of interconnected circles that spiral upward tip three cultivate gratitude and I agree 100% with your statement that says abundance and gratitude go hand in hand. So let's talk a little bit more about uh, the things that you found on your prosperity scavenger hunt and your plans now that you found them. Yeah. What are your? Tell us more about the plans of what you will do with some of the things that you found. Sure. I don't have a lot of plans, I have to honestly say, but um, I wanted to keep things moving because I really understand how the flow of energy is conducive to life. So instead of saving the journals for one day, I donated them to a really good cause. My husband and I were going to a fundraising event, and I donated them. There was going to be a, a sales table there, and they sold like hotcakes. They were so popular. They were so beautiful, and, um, you know, there's that little tug on the heart to let them go, but I kept three for myself. Two I think I'm going to give to my daughter because they match a smaller and larger one, but... So I let those go, and I let them go with a really grateful heart, and I know that they will serve life well, and I also know that if I need something like that, it'll come back to me, and the means to do it will come to me as well. So that was part of the energetic flow. And then um, the, the envelopes that are so beautiful, I've used a few of them for friends who are sick, and... Yeah, just to send a few notes. So they're starting to be used. 
and I don't know if you I don't know if you could tell there were these really fun stickers, and I came up with a project for a, a retreat that my husband and a, a group of um, really colleagues. It's, well, they're the brothers and sisters on our spiritual path that we're going to have a retreat this summer and or early fall, and so they're going to go towards making a project there. And then one of the um, the blue yeti is on my desk now instead of hiding. That's good. Um, <laughs> but I don't know how to use it. My husband and I tried to figure out how to use it. We're so technological, both of us. It's like you would think one of us would be gifted with technology because we're a good balance usually for one another, but uh, neither of us. <laughs> Anything goes technologically wrong, and we're like, oh, what do we do? So <laughs> I'm going to need a lesson um, with that. And um, there's a couple other um, there's microphones that I'm not sure what I'm going to do with. They're really high quality. For, they're for if you're in a recording room. They record really sensitive drum beats and things like that. So I'm trying to decide, like, do I find someone with a recording studio and barter off time with those or save it and, you know, with this idea that I've had that one day we'll have our own little soundproofed room we could do things in. So some things I'm not sure about. Um, I haven't put up the guitars for sale yet. I actually have two business cards and one of them from people who said, if you ever want to sell this guitar, please let me know. So, um, hmm. so you're definitely putting out the breadcrumbs for those items, the, the guitars and the the other microphones, the Blue Yeti, which you know I'm lusting over. It's on one of my uh, wish lists to have someday. Uh, there are ways to learn how to use that, and I think that's great. I also think what you did with the majority of, excuse me, that you did with some of the journals, by donating them to someplace that was selling them to raise money. Mm-hmm. Also, if you think about it, you increase their value, their monetary value, and that monetary value then increased the prosperity of the fundraising uh, group's efforts. Um, and I think that's wonderful, you know. Yes, yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm really happy it was so nice just to see people just all gathered around them. <laughs> well, you sound like me. I love having paper around. I'm very much, um, I'm a lover of technology, and I'm a dabbler. So if I need to learn to use something, I will figure out a way to, to learn it. More than once, I've had a business client and marketing client where I needed to do something and like, oh, yeah, I, I, I can do that for you. And literally, while I'm doing their project, I'm learning the software that enables me to complete the project. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's just, oh, I'm a glutton for punishment that way, but it's part of my habitual curious nature. But I, I still say, love curious paper. Person. <laughs> yes, very habitual, habitually curious and creatively organized. I mean, that really sums me up well. But I love paper. I love, you know, real books. I tend to do a lot of my first drafts in longhand on oh. real paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and anytime I'm stuck, uh, 
writing a book or a blog post or a speech or a presentation, whether it's my work or my client's work, I almost always revert back to handwriting. There's just this connection between your brain and your hand and your output. And sometimes I'm not, it doesn't seem like I'm in control of what comes out. And then other times it seems like there's very much a disconnect between the beautiful things I'm thinking in my head and what actually gets scribbled out at the end of my tent. But that's the way it goes. But I'm committed to using the pens I like best because they really inspire me. I have a couple of mechanical pencils that just fit my hand really well. They don't, you know, make my um, finger joints ache when I use them. So I try to use those more and more. And I also embrace the colored pens and pencils that I that I have. Whatever, whatever um, really supports the ultimate goal. And part of doing this, I already own these things, so part of using them makes me feel more prosperous. Even though I didn't go out and spend money on these, some of these were gifts, some of these were things I purchased previously, so the money's already been spent elsewhere. But to let them languish for some day, you know, it's ridiculous. Uh, so I'm glad to uh, that you were able to share some of the things you found. Now, can you tell us just a little bit more about what you have in mind for this rejuvenated business or different business that you plan to use your brother's guitars to help you fund? Because that is really inspiring. Yes. Yeah. What I had had imagined, because it's, 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 I believe the dream is beginning to change, was to start a business that went online. My former business was brick and mortar, was a healing arts center. So more of a an online-based business, but not 100% because I love live events, and I do love the intimacy of working one-on-one with people. And nowadays when I work with people, it actually is mostly over Skype, so it is on the computer. But I never had a website, for example, so to launch a website, I wanted to use this to have a really good microphone because I wanted to make meditation tapes or CDs, I don't know what you call them, MP3s nowadays, and the bigger dream was to host the Telesummit where I got to invite like my favorite thought teachers and spiritual teachers and people who really understood how you bridge the body with the emotions, with the mind and with spirit, how that all flows together. So something that had to do with the the wisdom that's inside our body, which, you know, nowadays science really understands is is the same I like to use words that people think are religious words, but it's like spirit's breath. It's like, you know, the life force itself. So the that dream has been to host a telesummit that would help me launch my own business. And so that was why I started to buy the technology. And um, I got scared off because I had a, a relapse when I took a training and tried to keep up with the training and 
just decided, okay, not really time yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's wonderful. Thank you again for sharing so much of your personal journey with this, for being inspiring to the Fast Action Fridays group and the Rocking Your Past community. Um, I do have just a couple other questions for you, okay? Mm-hmm. What would your answer be to someone who says, look, I don't have anything, you know, I'm living from meager paycheck to meager paycheck, I'm behind in my bills, there's just no prosperity or abundance in my life. What would your, what would your suggestion to them be? Okay, I'm just pausing here because I'm really imagining myself with someone in that position and you know, I was in that position myself once when I, I left my husband. Um, you know, first of all, I might not give them a big hug, but I would really open my heart and wrap them in a, a lot of compassion. And if, you know, if they actually were seeing me, I would spend time with them in a very meditative, contemplative way, helping them relax and open their bodies and, you know, get their breathing and trained and training the nervous system in a way that just that alone helps you feel better. And, um, you know, depending on the situation, touch base on the feelings that are there around this, you know, in a way that feels very safe to them. What I discovered, Kat, and it, it has never not worked, is when we feel safe and are really willing to experience the feelings that are built up inside of us, it, it, you, you, one feeling is just a mask for another. And the deeper you go into your feelings, if you're willing to just open, you land, you go through sometimes this almost like the void, you land in the center of yourself, and when a person experiences the truth of who they are, just that spacious, beautiful, grounded presence that is peaceful and full of love, and it's neither here nor there, that space. The perspective changes in that space, and that really does change things. So it's um, harder to do in the grocery store line, but it's it's something so very real. And oh, I, I agree completely, absolutely. Yeah. And my own experience is uh, the greatest challenges that I had are the ones that completely opened the door for me to know who I was. And the shocking difference between how my body might feel, how my emotions might be reacting, my thought processes, and to the experience of my soul, or whatever you want to call the presence, you know, that inside of us. It's like soul is singing because we're... We're just shedding the stuff that it's so painful, but it enables us to be free and be really truly who we are in this world. And oh, absolutely. That is a gift, you know, 
I think that's why we're here. Right. And this all speaks back to uh, your first tip about staying open. Mm. Because once that person can breathe again and begin to see inside, they can also begin to see that that view that they have of themselves and their life is very close. Yes, exactly. They are basically saying that this is all there is. There, There isn't room for anything else in my life because this is all there is. And that's not that's not what being open is. You have to be open emotionally as well as with your words. You know, like, because oftentimes someone like that will also say, oh, I'd love to win the lottery. You know, well, you know, what's going to happen to that money if you do win that lottery? If you don't deal with the way you are looking at your life, that money is going to be more of a curse and it's going to go back out of your life almost as quickly as it did coming in, and you won't be better off for it. And if you read some of these stories about people who have won the lottery or, you know, game shows on TV and various things, you can you can see the internal struggle they had and didn't resolve their, their own barriers within themselves, which were, again, uh, not keeping them open, that were keeping them closed. Yeah, exactly. It's really good to have a plan, no matter what your circumstances in life of, like, what your best life is now and what, you know, your more comfortable best life is and then what your best life is if there were just absolutely no restrictions because I I think for people who have those sudden windfalls, you know, if they actually know what they would do with the money, it would it could go to a really great purpose and serve their lives well and serve you know, serve the will of, of the whole. Oh, absolutely. And that's what I would say to someone, too, um, who really has that view and maybe the physicalness of their life uh, represents the reality of that, that they have no money, they, they have no assets that can be seen. But you still have one thing that no one can take away from you. And that's your choice of how you see yourself in the world. And that is one place where abundance and prosperity starts is with the choice to see prosperity and abundance and options. And in order to do that, as you pointed out with your tip number one, you have to stay open for that in order for that to be true for you have that come about. Well, thank you so much again for joining me for Fast Action Fridays. This is Kat Sturz from RockingYourPath.com reminding you to keep rocking your unique path to success. See you next time. 